We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to another True Faith podcast. It's an as it was, when it was special uh, with your host, Mark Corby. I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by a very special guest. Uh, it's Mark Walker from the Gallagher Shots, Shots podcast. And um, Mark, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, thanks, Mark. Yeah, this, this is going to get quite confusing, isn't having a two marks on, on one podcast <laughs> and, uh, talking about Newcastle. But uh, yeah. no, pleasure, pleasure to be here. I'm really looking forward to it. Good stuff. Um, well, I was on the um, the Gallagher Shots um, podcast, um, Blast from the Past. Well, I'm saying Blast from the Past. It's only 10 years ago we did the uh, the promotion season um, under Chris Hooten. Uh, we'll go a little bit further back this season. Uh, this time we're going to go back to the 2002-2003 period. Now, yeah. for the listeners, me and Mark are from similar vintage. We're, we're roughly the same age, 42, for our sins. Um, so this, this time... Old. <laughs> yeah, all gets. So this time of as uh, this time of life, we would have been in were mid mid twenties at this point. But we'll come to that in a moment, Mark. Um, introduce yourself, mate. Um, obviously, you're, you're in your early forties. How long have you been a Newcastle supporter for them, mate? God, it, well, as as long as I can remember, really. Yeah. Um, you know, from from birth, it's just one of those those things, isn't it? In in this area, is you you brought up to support uh, your, your local team, which uh, for me, born in, in Gateshead, born and bred mm-hmm. there, that's that was my local team was was Newcastle. So yeah, it's 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 been been since birth. Um, kind of grown up in in through the eighties where we had a a little bit of uh, flirtation with a bit of success, and then it went rap- rapidly downhill from there yeah. In, yeah. in the early days, and then uh, picked back up in in the nineties, and and uh, again had that little bit of bit of success. And uh, dropped again, and then came back in in, in and around the period that we're, we're going to be discussing tonight. Superb. So, so what was your first game, Mark? Can you remember it? Um, I, I can't, well, when I say I can remember it, I, I can remember the, the kind of the event and stuff. And, it, and yeah. believe it or not, it was actually um, it was Kevin Keegan's testimonial. Now, ah. I would have only been very, very young at the time uh-huh. um, when it when it happened, but. So trying to remember the game, there's there's not really you know anything that that sticks in my mind other than yeah. the, the the spectacle of it and kind of how fantastic it was to go there and I can I can still remember the, the noise and being told like how how important it, it was and you know what what a player 
Keegan Keegan was. And but my 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 undying memory of it was was the the very end and the the, the helicopter and just mm-hmm. being absolute floods of tears for, uh, when, <laughs> right. when he's kind of flying away um, at, at the end of it because like I would have only been kind of I think about seven six right. seven at the time. Uh, so so yeah, don't really have have two vivid memories of, of the game itself. It's more kind of the the end of it. Um, and then it wasn't until kind of really later on in the 80s when I was kind of 11, 12, at that kind of age where I started, you know, going regularly with, with friends from school and stuff like that, that, that my memories are, are, are somewhat better. Well, yeah. memories of the game, not not so much the, uh, the memories of the performances because uh, yeah, they were particularly good around those those times. They weren't, Mark, and it's interesting because uh, I do want to give a plug to uh, one of you. Um, well, it's always smiling faces, isn't it? I get confused between the yeah. two. You, you, you do that many sort of, uh, you know, sister uh, uh, podcasts. They're, they're all great, of course. But the, the one where I will um, recommend to the True Faith listeners to get on YouTube and watch uh, a recent one you've done regarding the, 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 the sort of – it's sort of an internal voting system between you and the three lads, isn't it, when you uh, go through all the, the kits. Yeah. From the late seventies right up into the modern day, mm-hmm. uh, you do the you do the home ones and you do the away ones, and it's it's interesting because, as I said before, we're of, of similar vintage, and when it comes down to the sort of the deciding vote, I really feel your pain. I won't I won't ruin it for the uh, for the viewers, but I do feel your pain having to make that decision. We've got we've got despite some uh, barren spells, we'll have had some good times um, supporting yeah. cast, but. Uh, Final question before we kick on, Mark. If you if you had to pick um, a player, um, favorite player of all time, mate, is there anyone that uh, you could say straight away? Yeah, straight away for me, it's it's Beardsley. Um, right. With without doubt, he's he's the an absolute genius um, yeah. in in the two spells that he had at, at the club. Um, I, I I just don't think people really appreciate who who didn't have the 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 joy to actually see him play how good he was. Um, the things that he could, you know, do on the pitch, and he, he, you know, we we know the, 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 how well he, he brought out other players in in the game. You know, he was a very very unselfish player. Um, he he was always kind of happier to to be assisting others than than grabbing the limelight himself. And he was just, you know, some of the things he did was was just outrageous. Um, yeah. And and that obviously those the little faint and the shuffle. I mean, I don't yeah. know how how on earth. Like defenders fell for it every single time, but mm. it would just you know leave them leave them absolutely gobsmacked, and it, it it just seemed nothing at the time. But yeah, he was just he, he was something special, and uh, in in this day and age, he would cost an absolute fortune. I, th- I think um, us and you could do a, a few podcasts on Peter Biazzi's time at Newcastle and, and the rest of his career. You know, he was fantastic everywhere he went, oh, well absolutely. respected. Um, but uh, great shout, mate. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps already talking about Peter Biazzi, so we, we, I think this could be a good <laughs> one we're going to do, Mark. So so fast fast forward a few years and, Mark, we, we, we went into the, the new millennium. Um, you know, let, let's let's remember, you know, we, we had a few managerial changes after uh, Keegan. Obviously, we had uh, Dagley yeah. and Hullet, which for me... Um, we're not going to it too much. I have touched on it before, though. I, I do think that despite the, the Champions League run and the victory over Barcelona and the FA Cup run, I don't look back on Daglish's period too fondly. And the less said about the Rude Hullard period, the better, because <laughs> he, he ripped the dressing room apart. And it took a good year or two for Bobby Robson to fix it. So so here we are. Yeah, so here we are, uh, 2002. Now, if we just re- rewind a slight touch... Um, 
going into the 2001-2 season, we, we, we signed, we spent a lot of money. We, we bought Craig Bellamy, uh, yeah. Lauren Robert, and uh, during the season, we brought in Jermaine Genus. Um, you know, for, 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 at the time, 19 years old, youngest teenager, I think, the most expensive teenager at the time. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, that was probably, from my point of view, I don't know about you, Mark, that, that season took me a little bit by surprise at how well we did, the fact that we led the table at Christmas, which was always a bonus, yeah. and obviously it, it ended really well by, by qualifying for the Champions League. Have you got any specific memories of, of that campaign? Yeah, it was, it was a strange old season, wasn't it? Because in... In in some respects, we, we were probably better that season than than we were the the, the one that we're going to talk about because mm-hmm. of of the way that we played during it and the albeit we did go on to finish in fourth. I, I think we were very unlucky to finish in that position based on kind of the the results that we got and the the kind of the, the way the table table had went. Um, mm-hmm. it, it could have very easily been been different between any of the the four of us that were at the the top of the table at, at that time. Um, and, and it, it just, I don't know, we, we just kind of seemed to drop off a little bit at the, the key key stages. And then I think that's uh, par for the course with Newcastle, isn't it? It's what we, we tend to do. And uh, it's, it, it comes back to, to haunt where a, a number of times that we just can't, we can't see it through till, through, through till the end. But, um, yeah. you, you know, Arsenal at the time were just absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. Liverpool had had that. That resurgence in, in in Man United, well, Man United, um, who would would battled with for for some time, but it, it it was just the start of that that exciting period for us, wasn't it? With like you say, with Bellamy and, and Janus, um, mm-hmm. they they just kind of came in and added on to the, the the old guard that we had with you know Lee and Shira and Daya, you know the likes of those, and mm-hmm. um, just really gave her a little bit of a, a lift in, in, into that season and in, injected that. That youth and that pace, which really, really did help us as a as a team, and kind of dragged us forward, and and even more so in, in into the following year as well. And um, you know, he mentioned Robert, and God, what a what a wizard he was with the, that that left foot of his, mm-hmm. the power that he had in it as well. It uh, was was quite frightening the the team that we had, and we were, as I say, just unlucky that we we couldn't do enough to uh, to to push on because it was it was very very close at, at times, and then. Unfortunately, just dropped away, and I think we ended up about maybe I don't think it was huge. I think it was 10, 11 points, something like that, behind, behind the, the leaders. So, mm-hmm. but, well, yeah. I think if if we split that season in half, um, we won twelve of the first nineteen games. Which think about that, that's phenomenal. Yeah, uh, you know, we're top of the tree at uh, Christmas, and the last eleven games, as you mentioned, tailed away a bit. We only won four of the last eleven, um, so a disappointing end. And it, it, it sort of drifted away a little bit when we got beat off Arsenal, as you mentioned, they won the league that year. And in fact, did they win the double that year, two thousand and two? Yeah, was that not the, the the was that the invincible season? It, it would have been around about that time, it wouldn't it? Be. Yeah, but yeah. It I mean, they were be. just they were just something else at at, at that stage, and um, and Liverpool as well. You know, they they had. Owen and Fowler, I think, would have been around about that time. Yeah, um, yeah. There was two, and um, if I remember right, I think we we, we lost back to back against Arsenal and Liverpool. Um, yes, what kind of really really scuppered were, um, in in that season, and then we just couldn't we couldn't put keep keep victories together. Bar if you know a few results, we had a lot of draws and and that kind of thing, which is then why we're kind of the the, the title push that we had almost you know petered away way somewhat. 
Yeah, I mean, you mentioned there before we go on to the following season. I mean, if you look at the stats in all competitions, Shearer, 27 goals, Bellamy, 14 goals, Solano, 12, Robert, 10, Carry Speed, 7. You know, so we had, we had, we had goal scorers around, around the pitch. Um, you, you would get the likes of Andy O'Brien would chip in with a couple, of course. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think the way you've got to look at it is, I remember being down at Blackburn for the 2-2 draw when we uh, were qualified for the Champions League that night with, with mm-hmm. two games to spare. And for <laughs> Keith Gillespie and Andy Corbo scored against for that night, so they were doing the best to, um, to piss us off, shall we say. <laughs> but we, we, got, we got there, we got there in the end. Um, and then we had the, the World Cup, didn't we? We'll, we'll briefly touch on that. Um, and um, Kieran Dyer was representing Newcastle. Um, of course, in in the World yeah. Cup, and it, was it uh, was it Brazil? Would it have been Brazil that that tournament? Wasn't who not well with that Ronaldinho long shot chip and um, David Seaman? Yeah, right. It was it, it was that uh, that awful one where the, the, you just see him falling at the back of the net, isn't it? With his yeah. uh, with his ponytail, yeah, that kind of <laughs> thing. But uh, it was just it, it, it was just it was it. It was a good time to, you know, be be a Newcastle fan, and yeah. you had a, you had a bit of hope around it after you say those those periods that were had under uh, under Daglish and, and Hullet before coming in and getting getting Bobby to, to kind of pull us pull us back around, and uh, it 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 just gave everybody a, a lift, and like you say, Daya got got called up um, to to go in. We had we had a lot of. A lot of players that had been in and around the England team as well, um, yeah. and, and you know the, the the team was full of full of internationals, and you know not just from um, from England, um, across across the team that we had. Um, obviously, we had the likes of Dabizas and Bernard and uh, O'Brien that you mentioned. Nobby was you know a huge huge player for us during during that time, and then Shea Shea Given obviously went on to to kind of establish himself as as one of the. The top keepers um, in in the country during during that time, if not the world. Yeah, so, ab- yeah. absolutely, absolutely. A quick one before we move on to the, the actual season. Um, England, would you are you as passionate about England as what you were as uh, twenty years ago? Nah, not at all. No, nah, there's, there's just I don't know what it is. It's it's, yeah. it's a strange one, but you, I don't know if it's because we. You don't know what a Newcastle player has to do in in the, yeah. this day and age to get you know to, to warrant a call up. Now mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that you know we've we've got umpteen players that should be walking into the team, but but certainly it's it's you would expect given some of the performances that we've we've had that you'd expect them at least to get a get a call up, go into the squad or something yeah. like that. But it mm-hmm. it just never never seems to happen. Um, you know when we had like Lascelles was was flying, Shelby there were shouts for him. Um, it it just seems to be that you know we've, we've said it for a lot of, a lot of years now that if you're not playing in for for one of the big teams or in and around the northwest or the or the capital, then you've you've you're really really struggling to get yourself called up. But we've seen some some players from you know some less fashionable teams if you if you want to call that the likes of your Burnleys and stuff like that that have that have had players called up but I don't know there just there just doesn't seem to be that that passion for me that that we we, we used to have where it, it just doesn't excite us as any anymore yeah. um in international football um I let, you know that's not to say that when the the euros and the world cups and, and the likes come around I, I'll still you know fully fully get on board with it and want us to win it and believe we will until we get to the the quarters or the semi-finals as, mm-hmm. as history dictates but uh yeah, just it, it has certainly lost some of its some of its appeal somewhat. 
Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. I think it's quite sad actually because I used to, you know, couldn't look, couldn't wait for an international friendly, whatever it was. But yeah. now I, I don't even know half the time that they're playing. To be perfectly honest with you, Mark. But again, I don't know that, if it's because of um, ju- just you know, there's there's always a, an argument around getting getting some of the games on the road and playing them around the country and stuff like that. And whenever you know we have had games up here, whether it be at St James or or down at the Stadium of Light, then you always get a, a good following and a bit of interest. But it's yeah. very few and far between that we get that, that that chance to go and you know go and watch international football locally. You occasionally get them at Old Old Trafford. Obviously, it was more 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 frequently when uh, Wembley was getting redeveloped. But uh, I'd I'd, lo- I'd love to see that happen more, especially for the qualifiers or when we've got like the. Um, the the what's it called the, the Nations League and stuff like that getting mm-hmm. getting some of the games on the road and not just having everything at Wembley yeah Give more people an opportunity to see the England games valid point Mark valid point um, brilliant stuff we're, we're going into the season then I mean uh, Bobby Robson was was backed again you could say not not to the the extent of the money that's thrown around around in these days but um, we spent over eight million on a relatively unknown in Hugo Viana mm-hmm. and. Uh, he went back to his old club Ipswich and bought Titus Bramble for five million. I mean, I must admit at the time I didn't know much about Hugo Viana. There, there was rumours that it was a choice between him and Ronaldo who ended up at Man United. Yeah. Yeah. Whether there's any truth in that, I, I don't know. Um, you may know better. In regarding Titus Bramble, um, he was twenty twenty one at the time. He was built like a tank. He apparently was a, he was good on the ball. I do recall him scoring a goal. Um, against Sunderland um, for Ipswich where he collected the ball from the edge of his own box and did a couple of one-twos, went up and banged it in. And I've I always stood out to me I, I thought to myself, he'll do all right for us uh, yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. can if you, you know, play like that. A little bit like Philip Albert, but without the talent, shall we say. Um, <laughs> but, well, it's uh, a bit unfair on, 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 on that one because he, 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 on his day, he was a, yeah. he was a good player. You know, he, he could he could definitely play football, and he he was a good defender. But as as we came to find out, and and you know, came more and more frequent, is mm-hmm. he always had a mistake in him. But he, he definitely came with a bit of a reputation. Um, he, he'd been through the the England youth setup and and all of that kind of thing, and and was was well thought of um and you did think you know here's here's somebody that we can we can get on and and really push push forward and, and think you know this is this is a, a player that we we can develop um and like you say with Vi Viana he came with a with a with a huge reputation um and I, I heard the same rumors and the same stories of, of that mm-hmm. um because because him and Ronaldo were in the I think they won the it, it was the, the the youth world cup or or the equivalent in in France at the, the time, right. if I remember right, and mm-hmm. that it was all the talk around th- those those two were the the, the big players that were, were going to, to go on and, and you know be world beaters and stuff like that. And um, obviously, with with Bobby having his the relationships that he did in in Portugal from his time there, um, that he, he pumped for uh, Viana because he, he thought he was going to be the the one with the more the most talent and to go on to, to achieve um, more in the game. Um, and well, we all know how that ended, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> looking, looking now, seventeen years later, yeah. Only. I know, well, this is it. I mean, I mean, the interesting thing is, if you look at the um, the first day of the season live on Sky, uh, I think we may have been the the Monday night game. I think uh, on the opening weekend, 
uh, West Ham at home. Yeah, West Ham at home. We're already qualified for the Champions League proper, I, I, I will add. We uh, got comfortably through 5 0 ag aggregate um, against a team I can't remember how to pronounce the name. I don't know whether you can help me out there. It was. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Zalizeng. Oh, I can't remember. Zalinjenska or something like that, wasn't we'll, it? We'll, we'll go with that. Well, we got we got through comfortably. Um, the both legs were played either side of this opening day. I mean, I'll just I'll just read out the team. Um, you know, you, you, sometimes you forget about the strength and depth. But the, the team that day was uh, Shea Given. We had a back foot, well, the full back pairing was Aaron Hughes, who could play anyway across the back and in centre midfield, to be honest. Uh, Olivia Bernard. Uh, we had uh, Bramble making his debut alongside Nikos Davizas. And then uh, a back, a back, sorry, a midfield four of uh, Solano, um, Daya, um, Giras, and Viana played left side of midfield, which I suppose, in a sense, was a little bit of a, a bit of a shock because he. he he wasn't meant to play there. And then up front we had uh, uh, Shearer and Loire Loire because Craig Bellamy was, was out injured. Great start the season though. Um, 4-0 victory. Much memories about it? Yeah, I mean, it's... it's, it's we we gen generally seem to get get off the all right starts, don't we? Yeah. Especially when we we we're at home on the the opening days of the season and stuff like that. Um, but it, it's it's one of those where we, uh, we we kind of just came out of the the blocks blocks flying um kind of picking up where we'd left off with the st season before with you know attacking football and and using the pace that we had um i think that viana you know the fact that he was out on the left was you know something that maybe did did go a little bit against him as the this time went on because obviously yeah. he was completing with Robert and stuff like that and whether or not that that maybe hampered his development you don't know that you, it's kind of how how it then plays out across the the season but uh yeah, it, it, good, good start. And, you know, Luar Luar, he, he's another one that people kind of forget about the, the, the importance that he had um, in, in this team because, like, as as we'll discuss, kind of Bellamy just went on to have a, an incredible season, um, yeah. both, both him and Shearer and the partnership. But we had the, the, the able deputies of uh, of, of Lamona, Luar Luar, and uh, obviously uh, Awashola as well. <laughs> uh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, great start, four 0 comfortable victory. Even though it was nil nil at half time, everyone was buzzing, and we were off. But we come down crashing down to earth a little bit, didn't we? Because um, the following what was it four games yeah. um, in the league, we um, got beat away to Man City. I'm sure Darren Huckerby scored against her. I'm yeah, sure. I, he was I remember it was. Uh... Keegan was there at the time, and yes. we'd obviously let Huckerby go, um, and yes. he'd he'd gone off um, and and left us, and yeah, they came came back to haunt us as as so so many of our former players tend to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you've got uh, Liverpool. I think we were two down, weren't we? And we're I, I'm sure Craig Bellamy come on that day and changed the game. We'll battle back for a two-two draw. Um, yeah, but, well, Hines, yeah, two 0 down, and and yeah. Speedo and Shearer came back there. Came back to uh, get what back into the game. Exactly, exactly. I mean, games were coming thick and fast. We had uh, Leeds, and I've always remember this Leeds home game because it was a it was a nighttime game again. I'm sure, and we absolutely battered them. They had two chances, scored both, and by future mags, wasn't it? It was uh, Viduka and Viduka uh, Smith. <laughs> we never seen score in black and white, but but yeah, I mean, you know, and then if you think about the next game, we got absolutely hammered at Chelsea three now. Chelsea. Now. You know, we were, we were second from bottom. Um, you know, go, going into 
going into the first um, Champions League game away at Dynamo Kiev. So you could say it was a pretty poor start, Mark, to be fair. We did, yeah. So after after that bright bright start, we had the first game of the season. Just it, we just couldn't couldn't get going. Nothing yeah. nothing was going going in our favour. Um, as you say, we were losing losing games, you know, tightly. Um, getting back into the, the obviously the Liverpool game and bar that that Chelsea one, which for me the, the only thing that really sticks out about the Chelsea one was uh, if I remember the third goal was just a, an absolute calamity at the at the back between. Uh, given and I think it might have been Hughes at, at, at the time that kind of the, the pair of them just getting uh, getting all mixed up with the ball but yeah we, we, we just didn't look like we were going to get a win win from anywhere so so heading out to, uh, to, to that first game over against Kiev you just didn't you didn't really fancy your chances and uh, as, as, we, as we found out uh, it did, things didn't go into plan over there either. No, not at all. I mean, it was a disappointing um, start in the Champions League, wasn't it? A 2 0 defeat. I must admit, I can't recall much about the game, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, but the fact remains, we got beat 2 out. Uh, the, the, the big thing was the, the fact, which again was a reoccurring theme during, during our Champions League uh, performance this season, was, was video evidence um, getting used against us. And uh, Craig Bellamy, as we, we, we all know, had a, had a bit of a hot head and he, he used that hot head to. To get yourself a, a three-game ban, um, uh, which was caught on right. camera with a, a bit of a headbutt. Yes, and this is where we will come to Craig Bellamy, I'm sure, in great detail. But this is where it started <laughs> a little bit for him. Well, at, well, at this point, obviously, two-nil defeat, very disappointing. Um, we had, but we had the uh, the big derby coming up, Mark. Um, within within days, we had Sunderland at St James's Park. And uh, Craig Bellamy, which we've mentioned a lot already, we will talk in great detail. He scored uh, an important equaliser last season and was scraped the one-one draw, um, which I think we could have won in the end. In all honesty, but but this game, we, we needed we needed a victory, and Christ, we didn't half need a need a victory against Sunderland. We, we both started the season badly. Yeah. Can you can you remember your thoughts going into this one? Yeah. So we we, we were both sitting down at the the wrong end of the table, as 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 has been a bit of a feature with the the pair of um in in the years gone by, but. Uh, yeah, we I think we were sitting second bottom and they were just above us, third bottom. Right. Um, and this this game turned turned out to be a bit of a bit of a, 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 a changing point in our season. Um from from that game. And yeah, Bellamy got the first one from from remembering. It's it's a game I can kind of really sticks out in my memory from from this season because you know, as as Sunderland games always always tend to do, but it was that one where uh, we had Shira, Bellamy, and, and Daya just uh, the, the three of them linking up, and we we took the ball from our own half and just cut straight through them um, with it with a fantastic counter attacking um, pacey. Uh, attacking basically, Bellamy went in and just rifled it past Sorensen down into the the bottom corner, and it was a bit of a um, you know that that kickstart to our career and something that we uh, sorry our our season, and it would be something that we would see time and time again happening throughout this season from from Bellamy and, and Dyer, um them them linking up very very nicely. Um, but yeah, it was a it was just one of them games where everything seemed to. Seemed to click for what on the on the pitch, yeah. um, where going into it was was a little bit of a, a worry. But I, I always thought we'd we would do them because um, Peter Reid was under a lot of pressure at the time because of the the, the start that they had had as well, and uh, things just went really well for we on on the pitch on on this day. I think um, 
moving moving forward, um, we we could have. In reality, we could have beat them four or five on that day. Yeah. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we, the, the other thing that sticks out in my mind is um, we, we should have had a penalty that game. Bellamy yeah. got, got fouled at, at the Gallagher end, and it was an absolute stonewall penalty. And ridiculously, he got booked for diving. And I've, I've, yeah. I've no idea how that, how that even happened. But we just... As I say, that we we just clicked, and, and Bellamy and and, and Dyer were just fantastic linking up, and just the pace and energy through the middle was we just cut through them time and time again. And you know, if it wasn't for Sorensen and some last ditch defending, we would we would have, uh, as you say, you know, hit hit four away. So yeah, absolutely, it's it, it's amazing when you think back though, because I think um, we were probably disappointed that we didn't absolutely batter them. Yeah. And uh, it reminds me of uh, the promotion season back in 92, 93, when, you know, towards the end of that season, Sunderland won the verge of relegation. We were literally a game away from promotion and we beat them 1-0 through uh, Scott Sellers. Yeah. But in in reality, we should have battered them 4-5 really that day. And they, their man of the match was the piss and rain, wasn't it? Because uh, <laughs> that, that stopped us uh, in our, in our um, you know, attack, attacking schemes. But, but yeah, but back to this one, I mean... Yeah, absolutely. 2-0. Could have been 5 or 6. Bellamy and Shearer. Obviously, Shearer, the famous pictures of him wearing the headband that game, wasn't it? When he, um, he yeah. clashed heads and he, he, he wanted to stay on. Um, but yeah, we we, we had a, the, the second um, Champions League game. Uh, Feyenoid at home. Feyenoid at home, yeah. And uh, one thing I, I, I was surprised at, uh, Mark, I, I don't know whether you recall this, but I'm sure the club tried to make you buy your home tickets um, in in a bulk in bulk for all the Champions League. Yeah, games. it was like group it's, tickets, wasn't it? Yes. So that like if uh, you um if you if you wanted to go to them, you had to kind of buy buy all three for the the, yeah. the stage and, and stuff like that. Which um I, I can't ever remember we're doing any anything like that other than obviously when we had with season ticket books as they were in in those days and um. And, and that kind of thing, and and having them, but uh, not not for like cup games, and even that, though we'd you know had a had a bit of flirtation with Europe in the the years running up to that, I can't remember we we're, we're doing that before either in in those in those games. Yeah, it was it's a strange. It, it always stuck stuck with me that I think it was around about twenty five quid a game. So obviously you think about it, it, it's a it was a big outlay. It doesn't matter how old you were and what you were doing. Seventy five quid up front for three Champions League uh, home games. And, and let's be honest, uh, and obviously we'll come to it in greater detail, but you don't know how that was going to go. So you could have a ticket for a game that you didn't really want to go to. It may have been immaterial. Um, but hey, we, we got beat 1-0. Um, d- again, disappointing. Very disappointing um, result. Because on paper, that was probably our easiest fixture, the uh, the, the, the final uh, back. Yeah, should have been. Um, they, they just got off to a good start and they scored scored yeah. very early on with a with a volley, which was a, a very good goal um, from there. And then it, it kind of just, we, we almost cancelled each other out somewhat yeah. for the, the rest of the game. But yeah, you, you would have hoped, you know, going into, into that, St James's Park rocking, um, we we would have gone in and 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 done something, you know, to them. But we just didn't get a, again a bit like we we league start. We didn't we didn't really get going in in the Champions League until uh, a little bit later on as well. So well, we, we found momentum in the league another two 0 victory this time at Birmingham away. Um, but this was where it got interesting for me because this would uh, well we had the event us away and this yeah. would be. My first 
away game following Newcastle in Europe. I didn't go to any in the Champions League or the UEFA Cups, etc. before that, but this was one that I didn't want to miss. The reason I wanted to go, uh, obviously Juventus, massive, yeah, massive, yeah. massive club on the biggest in the world. Um, and I really wanted to go in, in go to the stadium. We, we, we mentioned England before, but I wanted to go to the stadium where England played Germany in that Italian 90 semi final. Yeah. And that's where, that's where it was was held. And um, I'll let you, because t- you were there as well, weren't you, Mark? Well, yeah, yeah. I, mean, it's, I think it, it probably goes back to, again, because we're a similar age, it's, it was like growing yeah. up watching Italian football on Channel 4, watching the World Cups, and, you know. It, Everything about Italy kind of had that that allure to it at the, the time with the the big name players and the big the big name teams and and stuff like that. And your uh, Juventus was a was a, a huge team at the time. And you know, for for me, the fact that they played in black and white stripes always made it yeah. special and somebody that would would sign stand out for you. And they had Del Piero, which you yeah, know, yeah. he was a fantastic player. But yeah, going going over there to to. Seeing the, the the stadium as you're saying and, and being there and uh, it was uh, it was my first first visit to to Italy as well and uh, what, right. what a welcome we received from uh, the local constabulary and, uh, <laughs> and quite often English English football fans uh, tend to get when we when we go abroad. Well, one of my lasting memories, Mark, was um, we, we we seemed to do a magical mystery tour to get there. We left it in one of the uh, hands of one of the lads, and he's a proper wheeler dealer. And he he picked us up at midnight. Um, we drove down to Stansted. Stansted, yeah, um, same, yeah. Yeah, um, we got a flight over to Genoa or there or thereabouts, which was in northern Italy, and we got the train down to Turin. We checked in our hotels, half cut, and then we got freshened up, quick bite to eat. In fact, we didn't get a bite to eat, we went straight out, and we wanted to see where the Castle fans were and what pubs to go to. But yeah, yeah. There, was, there was a drinking ban, Aye. and we couldn't drink within a three, I think it was three or four mile um, radius of the, of the, of the stadium. Mm-hmm. So we, we would have lost, it was around about tea time, I think the, the kickoff would have been Nine o'clock over there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was, it was, a late, it was late very late, late, yeah, because of the, yeah. the the time difference and stuff, and it being live on TV. So, yeah. so we 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 rummaged around the streets, didn't know what to do. We're thinking, we can't if we come all this way, and we can't have a drink. But honestly, mate, the, the gods were honest because we fa- we found a little cafe, and we thought, right, let's go in, get a sandwich, and we'll we'll see if we can have a chat with someone to, to help out. And honestly, mate, it couldn't have timed it perfectly. We basically sat down. Ordered a sandwich, and the, the waiter said, do you want a beer with your sandwich? Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, a little bit like when you go to, um, you know, Weatherspoons, nine o'clock in the morning, you've got to get a, you've got to get a <laughs> bacon roll to, to justify your pint, yeah, but there's yeah. a, a thousand bacon rolls left on the on the bar. <laughs> and it was it was like, oh, I says, okay, so we've got a beer. And then we went, look, can we have another beer? I says, no, you must order a sandwich with, with your beer. And we were like, but we don't want one. He says, well, look, I've got to charge you. I've got to cook them. It's up to you. Yeah. So anyways... Another round, another sandwich, another, and I got the point where like, we can't, we can't eat anymore. But then, then people were walking past, and they were dipping their heads in, going, "Obviously, we look blatantly English, you know what I mean?" Yeah. And your castle fans were walking past, going, "Lads, lads, they're serving beer on here," and we were like, "Oh, don't ruin it for us," you know, like Aye. we've got a good deal here. But the people come in, they were behaving themselves. But by the end of it, mate, it was a free for all. Well behaved though, 
But uh, the way I kept coming out with sandwiches and beers, and we were like, look, just whatever, whatever it needs, whatever we need to do. And, um, you know, come the end of it, we asked for a bill because we had to be at a, a meeting point. I don't know whether you were the same, but we had to go to a, a meeting point where coaches... I get a bus in, yeah, yes, right. Yeah, so so anyways, we're, we're clock watching, we've got our final drinks, we went, oh, we need to settle the bill. And honestly, mate, we had, must have been there for about four hours. Uh, there was four or five away, if I'm not mistaken. And we're, we're building up to something like 60 euros. We were like, eh? So I think we're, we're giving about 100 euros between. We're taxi to the meeting point for the um, for the for the, the, the coaches to the to the ground. And as you say, um, as soon as we got to the ground, that thing's got a little bit more interesting than the mark. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, like I, my my memories are the are the same kind of of, of trying to find a, a watering hole where to 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 get in and, and get something to drink because we'd uh, up until that point we'd we'd. Kind of, we we did the same. We were staying in like this. It was it was basically somebody's somebody's house, and the uh, they were renting out, out bedrooms as, on like a a B and B basis. But not not yet that you got any breakfast. You just basically had your digs, and that was it. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so we'd we'd rocked up there, and um, it was above like a load of shops. So we'd went to the supermarket and just stocked stocked up and and had a few you know bevies in the uh, in the the hotel before we headed out. Um, right. But it was the same, trying to get get into somewhere, um, behave yourself, keep your head down, and then jump jumping on those on on the bus to to take you in, into the ground. And uh, it, it, the, for me, just kind of the arriving and seeing seeing the ground from the outside yeah. and stuff like that. That you know, it's good good memories to to go and then uh, going going inside and you know seeing that that famous the famous team of of Juventus and uh, going on and and seeing their players and unfortunately uh we we didn't have uh we didn't have too too much luck on in the game and in del piero i mean he what a player he was and uh he just put with to the to the sword single-handedly pretty much um but we did at least get the uh to cheer a goal more momentarily when, uh, <laughs> scored. well that, he was given offside wasn't he but he wasn't yeah, um, he he wasn't offside. It was uh, yeah. it was Dyer that that was, right. was offside from from what I remember. Um, right. I, I think it was it was given off for like for him interfering with play, play, but he he was basically just standing still in the box, and the ball goes over him to to Shira, who who then headers it in across the back across the keeper, and and then the, there's the linesman with his with his flag up, and and we get given given offside. I mean, obviously we're we're going mental um, celebrating it, and then. You know, you you brought back down to, to earth with a bump, but you, 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 you know, you, mm-hmm. for those for those seconds, it was it was euphoric. Yeah. It, it was, and, and I remember we had I think we had three, we had a, a section, um, and it was triple tier, so we're sort of in a it was sort of a narrow way ending, but it was in a little bit like Man City at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah. But obviously, at Man City, you don't have to uh, avoid flares and bikes <laughs> getting thrown at you and, and stuff and stuff like that. So it was, it was very hostile. I remember leaving the ground as well, and um, they couldn't get us out quick enough. They absolutely yeah, hated yeah. us. And I, I, remember, I always remember sitting on a bus to take us back to wherever. I can't even remember where we ended up going, but back to basically we dig sort of area. And uh, we're outside the ground waiting to get escorted away. And, and a, a sudden supporting friend of mine, um, Texas and said, I didn't realise you were Juventus, and I, uh, I've just seen one of the lads in, in the county, Bar and South Shields. And I went, uh, uh-huh. I went, yeah, mate, how's it going? He went, uh, look after yourself, were there, please, mate. And I thought, oh yeah. God, you know what I mean? And it, it was only like 
where I started sobering up a little bit, where I thought, I the Italians absolutely hate hate us, especially especially Juventus after what happened to the Heysel disaster, you know, yeah. in uh, in '85. But but as you say, two 0 defeat, um, great journey, you know, watching Newcastle in Europe is you know it's, it's what dreams are made of, and we're, we're doing it against the biggest yeah. biggest clubs. Um, three three games, three defeats, um, no no way back for us really, Mark was, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But a couple of, couple of games before the return game against Juventus, we um, we beat West Brom two one, so we were really picking up form. And then we went to Blackburn and got absolutely battered five. Oh, was that that oh. game? Yeah. Oh, you were there. Yeah, you it were was, there. It was just a a bizarre game um, to to go to, and it, we were awful, absolutely yeah. awful. Um, and I think the only highlight of it was um, Shira scoring a penalty, and it was his his three hundredth goal from right. um, from memory okay. that that week. That he that he hit there, but yeah, I, like I mean, I've been at Blackburn a, a few times, and we just yeah. never seem to get a result down there. It's very very few and far between, um, but we'll always take massive massive numbers. It's just one yeah. of those those fixtures where you, you can guarantee there'll be thousands and thousands of Newcastle fans there, and uh, I don't know why, because as I say, it's it's not a happy place for us to go. It's not my first away game outside of uh, Sunderland and Middlesbrough was Blackburn back in '92, and we got beat three one. David David Speedy Speedy, got a hat trick and and nearly caused a riot, and we had thousands down that day. So you're right. I think we've had more success in the cups down there. We've had some good results down there in the cups, but uh, but you're right about the league, mate. It's it's few and far between getting a result down there. But not not the best preparation for uh, Juventus at home, where um, we would wear the uh, the silver. In black shirt that you was touched on in your in your uh, yeah totally forgot about it yeah but you, but you made a good point it's the Andy Griffin shirt isn't it, it you is know? And, uh, yeah. and and Andy Griffin come up, comes, we we did a we did a podcast with Andy Griffin we're talking about that and uh, the host uh, Larko Sai who will be listening he, he he's a brave man because he, he mentioned um, Buffon and, and you know was it an own goal and Andy Griffin went you're not taking that away from me come on I really scored you're not taking that away from me but mate you know we, we did the job you know I can't remember much too much about the game but Christ I remember the goal and the atmosphere yeah, you know yeah. the electric once we got that once we got that goal um, and you know was it was after that was there an outside chance we could possibly scrape through or or were you still thinking like ours where we've got absolutely no chance. No, I mean, like when, as you say, you're going into that, um, especially off coming off the, the the three games that we'd have previously, and and the way yeah. your fans had kind of uh, torn through torn through were at the uh, at their stadium. You just you didn't really you didn't really hope for much, but uh, we we really really turned it on that night. And you know, as as we know, Andy Griffin will go down in folklore for for that goal. Um, and you just didn't you didn't see a way back in in the Champions League forward. You just thought, oh well, yeah. well maybe you know we'll, we'll we'll come up in the the rest of the games. We've got Kiev at home. You hope you're gonna you know do well with that, and then find out away. Well, you know it's it's another experience, another big a big team in in Europe that we we can go and uh, have a have a look at. Um, and and again with Bobby with with his links back to to Dutch football as well. You thought that you know, but no, nah, I never I never in me me wildest dreams expected with to to go on to, to do what we did, but. Um, mm-hmm. Especially with the, that that Blackburn game, as as you say, kind of being a, a, a defeat. But again, we uh, we turned things around in the in the league and and in the in the cup. Well, the, the we, 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 anyway. yeah, 
you know, Griffin scored an absolute scream against Charlton a few days later. Um, absolutely well he did in the Leasers end. We're one two one. We 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 beat Borough um, two and out. Yeah. Um, and so we were we were getting a bit of momentum in, in, in before that Borough game. We beat beat Kiev. Uh, I'm sure we went behind one nil and we'll come back to beat them two. What if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, we did. <laughs> went 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 behind. Went down um, to to a goal and then we came back um, through a, a header from Gary Speed. Uh, got yeah. red. And uh, and then Shira from from the penalty spot as as so often happened. Um, more so this season from from kind of from what I remember, he just seemed to like every every other week he seemed to get a penalty. Um, and mm. you know nine times out of ten he would he, he would do what he, he did best and put it away in in the back of the net. But God to to get penalties like we did in in those days, uh, it, it <laughs> we must have must have used up all of what allocation of penalties in this season. Oh, definitely. I mean, I mean, we were picking up. Um, what I did notice is we very rarely drew back in the, back in that that early part of the season. Um, but but after the um, after the Kiev game, uh, obviously we beat Borough. We went down at Arsenal. Uh, obviously, as we mentioned before, fantastic team. No no shame in getting beat one 0 um, And then we beat. I think it was Southampton. Southampton at home. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, we'll be, we'll obviously, as we mentioned, we'll be, we'll be Kiev. Um, Man United, <laughs> bit of a, a bonkers game. I, I remember the Man United game um, for two reasons. I was working um, in a call centre. It, uh, it was T-Mobile at the time down Doxford Park. Yes, yeah. And um, it was it was on the it was on Sky, but the, the the canteen had the match on, so I was sneaking off my phone and going to watch it. And um, you know, when, when you look when you look at it, it ended up. Um, Five, 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 three. three. Yeah. Um, but you know, we, we give them a game. But you know, Shira, Bellamy, and Bernard. Was that the game Bernard scored that sort of cross come shot? That yeah, Bernard. Corner? Bernard got our first goal. Um, right. For for us, and it, but it was just, it was just a rude Van Nistelrooy show that yeah. that game. He, he just he couldn't miss. Um, it, it's just one of those games where, and it, it's always Man United. They always seem to find it against us, don't they? Even when when we're flying high, and and you you think right, we we could go and do these again today. Um, so yeah, with Man, Man United, it's always no, no matter how how good we're going and whether we're we're flying, it's always them that seem to come along and and scupper us and put an end to to our little bit of form. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, as as we all know, we've never really had a good record down there, Mark. So it probably it probably isn't a surprise that we got beat five three. Uh, that was probably generous in in reality. Um, but we we we've parked the league there because a, a couple of games uh, to talk about. Well, sorry, one game to talk about before then. Um, fine on away. Now, wow, I've I've got a a, a quick memory. I didn't go. Uh, the reason I didn't go is because I was setting up a sort of a, a, an event management business and uh, I had a meeting um, that week with two other sort of business partners, shall we say. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I thought, you know what, this is this is something I really want to get involved with. Um, I don't think I could have afforded it, to be honest, but I didn't end up going. And the, the only way I found out about the, the result is I was in the county with the, the, the potential business partners. And they had teletext on on the screen. They didn't have the match on. They had the teletext. I remember on. that teletext. Uh, exactly. So that, that, that's a blast from the past. But that's the only way I found out. I thought we're dead and buried. Yeah. And uh, obviously, um, I let you take the game away. But that is how I found out Newcastle 
had uh, what the result did they get. So, Mark, come on, what, what were your memories from the trip in the in the game? So I so I, I did end up going, but I, much much the same as you. Like kind of before in the run up, I didn't give her much much hope, um, and and I wasn't planning on going. And then, kind of at the last minute, um, I got offered a ticket. Like me, me, me pal that I was working with at the time was like, "Right, me, me, and uh, a couple of the lads are going out. One of one of the other one lads is dropped out. Do you want to come?" And I was like, "Oh well, I, I'm at, I'm at work. I need to see if I can get the time off and all of that kind of thing." And and thankfully, um, I, I got the day off, and we we drove down to to Hull and got the uh, got the ferry over from from Hull across to to Rotterdam and. God, even even that night, man, going across on on the ferry was just that the ferry was absolutely jumping. It was just full of of Newcastle fans. The the, the whole the whole boat was just absolutely chock a block. Um, everybody on on the Amstel, which was like rocket fuel, being on being on the ferry, like, and uh, I can just remember the 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 whole place being down in this nightclub on there and just. Being, being up on the stage and getting everybody up and singing and that and it was just absolutely incredible and I was like god this is this is as good as it gets like you know going going to follow a Newcastle home and away and stuff like that yeah it's always the stuff kind of before the game that that you you remember and then the 90 minutes is is generally the the bit that lets it down but <laughs> we'll, we'll get over there we've got nowhere to stay or anything like that so we we're we basically pull off the pull off the ferry and, and just drive in, into Rotterdam and, and park up and just start wandering the streets trying to, to, to find somewhere to, to, to stay. And uh, we, we got got a place um, sorted and then headed head back into to Feyenoord to, to have some drinks. And it was much much the same as, um, as Juventus, where all of the Newcastle fans were kind of all herded and kept together, and then we were being bussed bust into the into the station, uh, to, which was a station just outside of the ground where you then got off in and walked into the ground. And there was a real split between fans, like Newcastle fans that were staying in in Rotterdam, and a load that were staying in Amsterdam, and then coming a lot coming through on the train and in and, and coaches and stuff like that. But thankfully, this time it wasn't it wasn't dry. We were able to get a drink and all of that kind of thing. But um, much like Juventus, there was a, a, a load of bother before the game with with their right. fans and stuff like that. They all they, they had quite the reputation of of having a, a bit of a, a naughty following, um, mm-hmm. and the, the, bizarrely they had a lot of links to, to Sunderland, um, yeah. which would yeah. would then become apparent once we we got into the ground. But we were basically um, bussed in, and from from that moment of getting on the bus. To, to the ground was just so hostile it, it was crazy there was rocks bottles all sorts getting chucked at the getting chucked at the uh, the coaches as you were going in get get off and they're all kind of across the because it was like it like we had it was like a train station that you pulled up into yeah got off and then you went across this bridge and then in into the ground and there's there's um, fences everywhere and the 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 trying to climb the fences and to get there were and every every old boy that had ever followed Newcastle through the eighties was was there that they all right. came out of re- of retirement to, to be over for mm-hmm. that for that yeah. one. Um, and we, we get inside of the ground and they basically just squeezed us all into because we had an upper and a lower section, but for whatever reason they just started piling we all into the top and, and there was far too many of we to, to get in. Um, and so, you, like, you had you had no hope of having a seat or anything like that because there was just people everywhere, in in up on the stair the stairs up, up in in between all of the rows and everything like that. And then they did open the the, the lower section a bit later, later on. But that game was just 
incredible, absolutely incredible. Like I've from from being there, I've never known anything like it from from a noise point of view and an atmosphere point of view. It was just because it was so important to to both of us going into the game that we we we, we got a result to to kind of keep with Champions League hopes alive, and uh, we just really really both both wanted it, um, and it was a bit nervous to start off with and then we, we kind of came into the into the game um Bellamy was back from his 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 ban um right. after that and, and as i mentioned the, the the Sunderland connection i can remember being in the ground and looking kind of down below us and to the left at the side of the pitch there was there was this massive Sunderland flag just being being held up in 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 their uh, at the side of their their ground and it was like what what on earth's going on so obviously that that got the attention of of the Newcastle fans and yeah. but we, we we went on Bellamy scored just before half time which which set us nicely up for the break and then we came back out and uh, Hugo obviously got got the second goal for us and you just thought God this this could be it we we, we could be doing it yeah. Um, and then the world just came crashing down around yep. us as they they quickly came back into the game with uh, I'll never forget Bombarda and and Lurlin, um the the two players that that scored and you just thought oh god here we here we go again um, it's mm-hmm. it's it's all happening all over again so you you have that dream and and, and it comes crashing down but. Wow, what what an ending! <laughs> but, well, take the win off because obviously I, I had the, the the you know as I said before, all I, my only memories is that teletext moment and then watching or listening to John Champion's commentary on uh, the highlights later that day. Um, but it must be up there one of your favourite moments supporting Newcastle. Oh, absolutely! It, it's something. It's that I'll, I'll never forget that game, and it just not not just for obviously the the, the fact of. You know that we went on to win it and and to qualify for the the next stages, but it was just that that whole the, the thought that it had gone and yeah. like I said, like at that moment when they they came back to you know two one and then two two, literally, me, me ears were hurting off the noise. You could feel the entire stadium kind of moving because they they did this like we had a bit like the um, like Man City doing instead with the, the Poznan where they were all right. bouncing up and down. Um, that that they were they were doing that, and so it literally felt like that the entire ground was just shaking, like around you. Um, and but we 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 didn't give up, and um, as as everybody knows, and it'll, it'll go down in in folklore and, and something in the in the history of Newcastle, Kieran Dyer um, just just breaks through the the, the centre, um, coming to the end that we we were in um, mm. through nigh on one on one with the keeper and you, you think this is it this is this is the moment um right at the death of the game and then he fluffs it he absolutely fluffs it and you're like oh my god how how on earth has that happened but miraculously the ball just finds its way out to, to Bellamy who just you know hits it back across towards the keeper uh and and the keeper just bundles it in it and he, it is near post and that that was it absolute bedlam Absolutely yeah. crazy that you know everybody's piling on top of each other in the stand. You're falling all, all all over the top of each other. It's going absolutely wild, and yeah, it was like literally right right at the death. And what a what a way to win it, man! It was just absolutely unbelievable. Um, but the the final fans didn't take it too well. Uh, that's that's certainly to be said. 
So was there much trouble when you were leaving or trying to get away from the ground? Yeah, like, like I mean, they, they, kept us, they kept us in the ground for ages afterwards because their fans were going absolutely ballistic um, because mm. we were just taking the piss by that point because, yeah, like, yeah. you know, the way, the way that we'd scored in. And we'd, we'd been incredible, the away support, like, during the game. Like, we, we didn't stop singing from, from the first minute. And for most of the game, we were, we were out singing them. And it was a very, very noisy noisy crowd and, and, and noisy ground. But... After the game, like it was just absolutely mental. That um, that the, they had like riot vans, police everywhere. Like the, the, I can remember coming out of the ground and in the distance, like the way you got got to the stadium, it, you had to come over like a bridge, and the the police were just had um like these armored like, kind of like armored truck kind of things, like on this bridge, like keeping keeping the fans like separated from our coaches as we came past, but there was literally everything was was coming out with flares, bottles, bricks, the, the lot. Um there were just all of their fans had been pushed that far away from the ground um that they just all all were waiting towards this bridge and just absolutely were chucking and going mental and obviously we're on the buses like banging on the windows and all sorts. Yeah. It was just it was it was brilliant. And then uh, back in into 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 Rotterdam and uh away we went so but then the next next day we were we we all went into into amsterdam the the following day and it was just party city absolutely parties left right and center um absolutely incredible and and like i say it's it's something i'll never ever forget being being there for that because it was just unbelievable absolutely unbelievable fantastic mate really good to hear the stories always nice to hear stories of away games very jealous because I wasn't there, of course. But um, you know, thanks for sharing that, Mark. Well, well, the draw. I mean, let's be honest here, mate. We, we couldn't have got a better draw. In in when you think of the the size of the clubs, we we would draw Barcelona, Inter Milan, and obviously Bayer Leverkusen. I mean, you know, again, it, it, straight away it, at that age, um, you know, I can't recall exactly what my salary was, but wouldn't have been fantastic. But straight away, you're looking, thinking, which ones can I afford to go to? What what can I do? But we had we had the we had Inter Milan at home at first, and I, I don't want to talk about it too much because it was a bad, literally a bad day at the office. Three 0 down at um at half time. Craig Bellamy yet again let himself and the team down, and then um, after he's he heroic in the game before as well. What's that? Sorry, after he's heroics in the game before as well. It just, well, it just this is it. Up, he wrote a zero, um, and and also Shearer got a retrospective ban as well, didn't he? Yeah, for uh, yeah, so so in the interesting thing about obviously we got before one in the end, um, a very disappointing st- um, start of the, the second group stages. But the interesting thing for me was we played Everton at home a couple of days later, and um, terrible game, one 0 down. It was a game where Shearer scored that absolute screamer. We got yes, where, uh, yeah. got back to one one, which I think best goal as he as he voted himself wasn't he? Be- his best right. Newcastle goal. That's good enough for me then. And uh, sure, well, this is, yeah, <laughs> sure it was handy at times, we've got to give him credit. But the, the interesting thing for me was at the end when um, we, we turned a defeat into a victory, Bellamy uh, got through and he, he, he sort of shot towards the goal, but I think it was Lee Tai, the Everton player, deflected into his own goal. And one thing I remember is Bellamy ran off to the East Stand um, to celebrate and none of the players went with him. Yeah. None of the players went with him. And that's a lasting memory for me because I remember I was in the Gallagher at the time and I was thinking, Something's not right here. Um, is there a big split? Has Bellamy caused a problem? You know, and, and don't get us wrong, as brilliant as Craig Bellamy was, and I think a lot of 
supporters have, have sort of forgot how valuable he was to not only Alan Shearer but Newcastle in their field. And it's it's a shame in a way that he sort of his his mouth and his incidents on the pitch as well as off the pitch, you know, scrapping with John Carver or, or whatever and his text to Shearer. It's tarnished his reputation with, with our fan base and it's a shame because he was a bloody good player. Yeah, he had he was fantastic this season. Well, well, in the league because uh, he he missed nigh on every, you know, what we he missed. I think he only played two games in the Champions League because of the the sending offs that he. <laughs> he has. Yeah. I mean, to, to be fair to him, he was unlucky in that sending off uh, in mm-hmm. in in the Milan game uh, in a game, sorry, because it, it it was a bit of a a bit of a naughtiness from uh, from their central defender it was Matarazzia was it Matarazzi or Cannavaro yeah. one of the two yeah. uh, went down very very easily um, with with that, but. I think it was just that that whole thing of he he really let his, he let himself down and he and he let he let his teammates down and whether or not they were just kind of kind of letting them know that that they weren't they weren't happy with him but he was he was very very important to with you know this this season his his goals um, were, were fantastic that's what really did push on and you know if it, if it wasn't for him in in the the final game we wouldn't have then got on to go and play uh, Inter and Barca and Leverkusen so. Um, it it is a one of those where you know things just went a little bit sour for him, but I I thought he was absolutely outstanding um, in in this, yeah. this particular season. Agree with agree with you, Mark. And uh, you know, m- m- moving on, we, we went to Villa, got a great result, one nil. M- moving back up the back up the league because we had dropped to uh, ninth at one point, but we're back up to sixth. And then uh, Barcelona, another Barcelona away, another massive club. We'd obviously played them. Um, a few years earlier, beating them in that famous game with Tino. Yeah, the Tino game. Yeah, well, we've got to give Keith Gillespie credit because I know he'll be listening. <laughs> so, uh, we've got to give Keith credit. A fantastic night, of course. But Barcelona away is, is that is that the one where um, the, the game, game that was... never happened? Yes, yeah. yes. So, so this that'll be remembered by by a lot of Newcastle fans that travelled over over to there, went to Barcelona, uh, had had a lovely time in the rain. And and didn't end up seeing the game um, because it was it was postponed for twenty four hours. So, yeah, thousands thousands of Newcastle fans went over. You know, you expect to go to Barcelona and, and to to be enjoying. You know, sitting there having a having a couple of beers in the sunshine, and that wasn't to be uh, be that yeah because it absolutely lashed it down um, yeah. from yeah. you know heavens above, heavens just opened and the whole place was just it was just ridiculous the pitch was like a uh, was like a lake it, it was that wet and and unfortunately the game the game got got postponed for 24 hours that that meant 90 percent of the the travel and support didn't didn't actually get to see the game because we all had to go home the following day uh, or, or quite actually quite a lot had to go home that that night um because i remember the club were putting on a, a load of flights that that yes. we went out on the the afternoon you flew out, you went to the game, and then you came back after after the match. Um, so, I it, it's it's the the game that that kind of uh, everybody went to, but didn't actually get to see. Tragic. It's absolutely tragic when you think Madness, about it, that you missed that you missed out on that. And granted, we got beat three one. Um, there's no shame for Shola really because he's, he's got, not many people can say they've uh, new camp. A new camp, aye, and uh, in, in partner about three thousand Newcastle United strikers while he was always lurking there in the background, wasn't he? But uh, but yeah, t- 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 deja vu, t- two two defeats 
at the start of the, yeah. uh, the, yeah. the group race. But um, part of expected a little bit though, because you yeah. know the, the, the were there were very very big successful teams that, that yeah. in, in Barca and Inter that we were coming coming up against. So, but you know, when Newcastle, we don't do things easily, do we? Well, absolutely, mate. And uh, speaking of not doing it easily, I mean, I, I remember going down to Bolton on Boxing Day. It was an early kickoff. Um, you know, of all the, the fixtures that were coming up, I think Bolton may have been possibly struggling a little bit this this season. But they absolutely battered us, absolutely battered us. Crazy game, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, four three in the end. Um, but you know, Bolton and um, who was who was their star player again at that time? The um, the winger. Uh, a Cotcher. He was unbelievable. Unbelievable that day. And the beat was 4 3. I had a great day. It was early kickoff. I, I think I was still, I just topped myself up on that bottom. <laughs> Literally, wake up, Khan, uh, Metwood in Newcastle, coach, and uh, away we went. So disappointing. But look, I mean, you know, we've really started picking up form because I've just double checked. I think we won seven. Um, no, sorry, we won nine of the following uh, 12 games. And you know you you could say in a sense that we were putting ourselves in with a, a pretty much of a, a an outside chance of winning the bloody title. Yeah, it was like I say we got off to that slow start that season, and we had a, a, a good run of form in the league, and then by the the the, the, the Arsenal and, and Man United game, we, we then started winning games again, and then Bolton, um, and then it just we, we just hit that sweet spot, didn't we? From the rest of December, we had a fantastic January. Uh, and just carried carried that on from from that point. Um, well, I'm, yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned that. I mean, we'll, we'll beat some good sides as well along the way. Tottenham, Liverpool. Um, you know, actually, we did the double over over Tottenham in, in a few weeks there. Um, Arsenal, pain in the backside yet again. Um, yeah. We drew with them once each. And we'll, we'll quickly touch on the fact that Everton knocked out in the League Cup on the penalty shootout. Penalties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in Wolves, not the south of uh, Wolves in the Championship. At the yeah, time they were the a lower league team at that time, weren't they? They the were, and again, Craig Bellamy um, coming off the pitch point with Premier League badge after getting beat yes, off. Yes, that's uh, right. God, I forgot about yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. So yet again, he's he's just coming across as a bit of a big time Charlie. But you know, out of both cups. It's a cliche, but we're concentrating on the league. But we also had uh, <laughs> had the had the Champions League coming around again in the um, it would have been the February, and uh, for once we, we you know we, we went to uh, Bayer Leverkusen and, and you know three three one was flattering for them really. Yeah, um, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And, and as you mentioned before, I'm Yobi and Luar Luar. They were our makeshift uh, strike force with both Shearer and Bellamy suspended. That's right, and uh, we we'll beat them. We're beating three one comfortably. Um, so, you know, it wasn't as uh, end of the world as, as the previous uh, group stages. So we're still in with a, with a chance. Um, yeah, they, were, they were struggling massively in the, in the Champions League, Leverkusen. Um, right. So, so we went, went there, you know, yeah, you, well, I'm saying expecting to win. You, you, kind of, you kind of were on paper, but you, you, you never really expect it. But uh, we did. We went and we carried on that form that we'd had in the league and, and took it over there and really did take the, the game to them. And... You, you know, you're some, you may be worried not having Bellamy and Shearer there, but what a, what an able pair of uh, deputies were would stuck in the team. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And at this stage, um, you know, we signed who I consider the best centre half I've ever seen. Absolutely, yeah, have. without doubt. Um, Jonathan Woodgate. I mean, yeah. what one one memory I've got of um, of Woodgate? I'm sure his debut was it was Chelsea, wasn't it? Um, we beat Chelsea. Hasselbank scored that. Yeah. 
He didn't oh, play for the first... Oh God, it must have been... Well, it, it seemed like ages at the time, but I think it must have been a good a good month, two months, before he, he actually got his, his debut uh, against well, Chelsea I, from, I from he, after signing. I, yeah, I think he signed and he was injured. Um, yeah. which, which well, was Kelsey Freezer. <laughs> well, you know, under, under Ashley's ownership, we're signing players who are injured at a risk, don't we? But back then, we knew Woodgate was a bloody good player. And at least nice. he was superb. Uh, Woodgate has been interviewed recently. I don't know whether you've seen it. He's been doing a couple of bits for, I think it might be the Chronicle. But um, he's basically said he never wanted to leave Leeds, but when he knew Newcastle were calling it with Bobby Robson, etc., he's going to a big club and all this, and the fans were amazing. He come out with everything he'd expect to see, even yeah. though he's down. I think he hates it because he's a borough lad. It's as simple as that. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, what a player. And one of the last memories of John from Woodgate was his debut against Chelsea. I always remember um, early on in the game. Um, uh, I think it might have been Drogba was run towards the Gallagher end and he just timed his tackle to perfection and the Gallagher end went up like it was a goal it was celebrated like it was a goal and I think everyone thought wow we've got a player here because yeah. I think everyone wanted him to be brilliant and I think the signs were that he would be brilliant it's just a shame that he didn't play that often um, and one of my you know I quickly mention this one of my biggest disappointments was when Kevin Keegan was back as manager and he tried to resign him and uh, he went public well just being beat off Arsenal in the cup and he was interviewed after uh, sorry it was before the cup before the game and he was he was asked about Jonathan Woodgate it was uh, you know what's, what's the situation he went well unfortunately we've lost the lad he's going to sign for Spurs and I remember watching I was devastated I really wanted him to come back yeah in the re- the reason we lost him is simple because the the, the, the board or the director or whoever at the time they didn't want to they didn't want to pay pay the wages they didn't want to pay the transfer fee and, and rumor has it with the likes of um, uh, Modric and players like that they just yeah, yeah. they just took the piss out of the, the manager simple as that but that's again that's something else for another podcast where Kevin Keegan was dread but yeah. Uh, but yeah Mark, I'm, it's brilliant great form woke the third. Um, you know, we, we then beat Leverkusen at home. She Alan Shearer hat trick. Yeah. Uh, Same score again, 3 1. 3 1, yeah. All the damage was done in the first half, which set us set up really, really well going into going into March after you know the Woodgate signing we beat Chelsea. Um a little bit of a shock defeat against Borough. Borough was, God, yeah. was that was that the one where it was called off for snowflakes in the February or something like that? Was that the same fixture? Um can't remember I that. I honestly can't remember. Uh, I think it was. You know, it was. It was. We had really, really good momentum, yeah. and uh, it was. It was called off because there was snow during the day, but it melted by about tea time. The game could have easily went ahead, and then they beat us um, one nil. I think it might have been Jeremy of all people. Yeah, it them. was. Yeah, it was a very, um, very scrappy game. Um, yeah. That one, and they they just defended like absolute warriors. Like the the. the yeah. That, that we just couldn't break them down. That was the thing, yeah. and uh, it was a very, very good Borough defence that they had that that really stopped us. And like you say, Jeremy just got that that goal, and it, it, we just couldn't get through them, couldn't break break them down. And you just thought it's it's just one of those games. But uh, thankfully, it, we we then you know it was just a, a little bit of a moment momentarily momentarily blip um, in, in the scheme of things. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, um, you know, the next game, though, I mean, for me, it's it's one of these games where um, when I think back, I, th- I think I can't believe I was actually there and there was 30 or 15,000, depending on what you read. Um, Newcastle's bought an Inter Milan away, the San Siro. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, though, we went, 
when we went there with a chance, I don't think we really fancied what chances of winning the game, but because we were playing well and because we had uh, Bellamy and Shira back, I think, as always, when you cast a support, as you go there with, with some sort of optimism, I mean, it's one of the drunkest away ends I've ever been in. But I see, <laughs> I see it away end, Christ, what, what, what Yeah, it was incredible, was, wasn't it? And uh, s- similar story in, in the journey over there it was a magical mystery. We, we found it easier to get a drink, and I think yes. everyone was well served going in. Um, one of me, I've got two little memories from that. One of the lads was that drunk, he ended up going to the home end behind the opposite goal and uh, trying to get in. And <laughs> somehow, if, if the, the turn set operator saved his life, basically, and said, No, no, you're in the wrong end, mate, you need, you need to get out. Yeah, in the, in the other. Um, one was one of the same batch of lads I was with. Um, he was sitting in. Um, a, was he? Was he near the? Yes, he was. He was near the corner flag, and he, he took a shine to a, 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 a Newcastle lass who was there. And uh, basically, I think he was flirting with her a little bit, and, and I think it was that brother took exception to it and bit him. Bit his hand. Random. Random. It's the match. Pretty time, so he, he had to he had to go and go and get jobs. Um, the next the next day, he he a big huge gouge in his in his hand, blood pissing out all over. So so that that's two two little memories, and obviously the atmosphere was amazing. We had um, you know we're, we're putting a, a proper good shift a shift to be proud of. Um, and I remember Emily was playing for them, and I remember yes. in dogs rose of abuse because I think he was he was snide little player. Oh well well. As as we well knew when we then went on to sign him, didn't we? He was he was just naughty, wasn't he? But he he was a very very talented little sod. And they had um, over Femi Martins. Did did he did he get the equaliser? Uh, I can was it not? I can remember. Vier, was it not Vier, Vieri? I remember playing for them. He was um, I just can't recall whether it was over Femi Martins got the equaliser or not, but. But hey, I mean, you've just mentioned Vieri there. What a bloody guy he was! At yeah. one stage, one of the best writers in the world. It's as simple as that. But but you you were, you were there as well, Mark, weren't you? Yeah, I, I, much like um, the the UV, we we went down, drove down to Stansted, and, and flew over from there, and then got a, got the train in into Milan itself. And being being in Milan, like the first bizarrely, the first the, the first thing I remember be, being about Milan was how uh, how much graffiti there was around the place. Like, right. I, don't, I don't know why, but like that's like the the thing that sticks in my memory of like because I had this impression of you know Milan being the capital of fashion and and being mm-hmm. really posh and extravagant and everything like that and kind of when when you when you got there it was just a little little bit run down and, and graffiti all over the place except like kind of around the Duomo and like there was like a, a square and stuff with all nice the nice designer shops and that but we we basically just. For, for the majority of the time, hung around in in the big square outside of the the, um, the station, and I can just right. remember like all all these old gypsy women just keep coming around with like shopping trolleys full of full of cans, um, <laughs> and just basically going around all of the Newcastle fans making an absolute fortune because they yeah. were going around the corner to like the supermarkets, buying buying you know twenty four slabs of of cans for you know, next to nothing, then coming back and selling for like a euro a can, which which was still very very cheap for us, but they were you know they were making a fortune from it. Um, but all of all of the the, the kind of the, the the people on the day because we were in the center of Milan, they were all AC fans, so they were all very nice and friendly, and uh, they kind of 
being being very very um, complimentary about Newcastle because they they hated Inter and really wanted to do doing well. So I don't know whether I kind of lulled us lulled us into a, a false sense of security because then come come that evening it was a, a very very different experience. But I, I can remember getting the like the equivalent of the the metro from like the city yes. centre out yeah. to out of the ground, which it seemed to be miles and miles away from the the, the city centre because we were on the train for ages and then. You came out and like the first time I'd ever ever seen the San Siro, like bar it being on the t- the television, and can just remember walking up this long. It was past the race course. That, that's what it was. There was a race course when you came out of the um the the metro station. You walked up the side of this race course, and then the San Siro was at the end of it. And just I just remember it just appearing and like it was absolutely massive. It was like the biggest thing I'd ever seen, and it because it was night, it was dark, and it was all lit up around, and it, and it looked like a spaceship. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, like there was no way of like expu- like explaining how how big it it, it appeared, and you just uh, kind of had, it had like these like weird like circly bits that you, you you had to go up to get into the into the ground, um, and then like you say once once you got inside and the size of it, even when you're inside, and we just basically we only had like the the lower section kind of behind yeah. the goal, uh, mm. and it's mad to think like how many fans we actually had had wedged into there but um because I, I like you say i think it like anywhere between 12 and and twenty thousand by by all accounts but we were just absolutely you know squashed in there like sardines and uh thankfully i was just under underneath the the overhang from the the the, the tier above us so i didn't right. get pelted with the 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 paint pots of piss and uh coins and and, and flares and fireworks and stuff that were i, I do remember that um, I don't know whereabouts you were standing, but I was kind of to to the left, like looking at the pitch to the left of the goal. Right. And I just remember, like looking up to the to the side, and this this bloke up in the, the top tier just basically stood there, lit, lit a lit a flare or a rocket or something, and just pointed it down into it, and it just fired straight down, and it landed and, and hit this this lad that was only maybe four or five people away from me, like in in the row in front, and just. Just set his set his court on light, and the the lad was going absolutely ballistic because he would spent yeah. a fortune that day on on buying the court. I think it was like a a Stone <laughs> Island court or something like that that right. he that he bought in in Milan and spent a fortune on, and uh, it basically went up in in flames. But the police did absolutely nothing. Like the whole game, uh, well, I'm saying they did nothing. They, they did did nothing except hit our fans with with batons and stuff like that down by the by the gates. But yeah, they, they didn't put a stop to any of the the stuff that was getting chucked that were and, and that kind of thing. But it uh, it didn't take away too much from the the performance that we had on the pitch and, and the the memories of the the game itself. You, you, you mentioned um, the Stone Island jackets and fortunes. I've just you just reminded me there. Um, the same lad who got um, bit uh, on the I think it was the morning of the match. He went to it must have been Armani something like that, and he, he went to go and buy a suit. And we went, "What are you doing?" He went, "Oh, when you over here, when you've got to go to the shops." <laughs> so he ended up going, and out of, out of all the people he bumped into, Mark Hughes. Uh-huh. Mark Hughes, I think I don't know where he was at the time. Maybe Blackburn, someone there before he was getting management. And uh, Mark Hughes was there as well. And he went, "All right, Mark. Yeah, all right. And you have the Newcastle game and all that." And, uh, he must have been a pundit or something. Or yeah, maybe some TV appearance. So, so Mark, Mark Hughes was there, but um, getting himself uh, 
you know, pranced up as well for the for the game. But yeah, look, a, a, pr- a proud moment. Um, so when, when, the more we talk about, it, the more you think, wow, they really were good times, you know. And a two-two draw at the San Siro is not to be sniffed at. Um, uh, remind me, Mark, did we still have a chance going into the last game against Barca? If, yeah, if we it? did absolutely. Um, I mean, we had to we, we going in it. We had to we had to make sure that we won. Um, that game to to take us through, but we we'd we'd done enough, basically because of the way the results had gone in the, the other games. That um, yeah. if if we won it, we could go. We would go through, um, uh, even on a on a draw. So a draw would have been an, enough, but we would need in our to to have lost um, uh, by by three goals. But the, right. the, the the problem was is that uh, we were going into that against Barcelona, who'd who'd been unbeaten. Leverkusen had, had been absolutely terrible, so it seemed very yeah. very unlikely that we we were going to do it. But you know we, we'll we'll certainly try our best going into the game. Well, I mean, we may as well we may as well conclude a fantastic Champions League run on that point. I mean, we got beat two nil. It was disappointing. Um, but my biggest memory from it, I'm sure this was the. The game, uh, Patrick Clyver. Clyver, yeah, he was outstanding, he, absolutely outstanding. He, he was, and it's just such a shame that even though he had quite a good goal ratio at Newcastle, but didn't get the best from him. And they're, they're reckon that he spent more time in in, in the bar than he did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've heard them rumours. Yeah, so I mean, but overall, though, mate, you know, we won what five five games um, in the Champions League out of the twelve. It would have been, and hey, that's not to be sniffed at, Mark. You know that that yeah. was. That was Good, good run, wasn't it? And some fantastic memories is we've both touched on. Oh, absolutely! And, it's, it it made it made that like even you know even even though we've talked a lot about the, the we league performance that season that that will be remembered by Newcastle for that that Champions League run and you know even even though we didn't get off to the best of starts and in in either of the the group rounds it it uh, it, it could have all all been so so differently because. We we had chances. Like going back in, like that the, the the officiating that game is some of the most corrupt and ridiculous I have ever seen in my life. Um, yeah. The way that their players were throwing themselves down, every free kick that that was getting given. So we were really really up against it in in that game. But we still we still had that chance. But Barcelona were just absolutely outstanding, absolutely brilliant. Like no no stopping them. Different, different class, different class. But the mem- the memories are there. I mean, you, you you've done well as well, didn't you? You you, you did Juve, you did um, Feyenoord, you did Feyenoord, in- Barca, yeah. Yeah, that's that's not a bad record. Look, at. I mean, the only the only way game I did following this season um, in Europe was the Benfica one, um, which again was an absolutely brilliant, yeah. Um, only slightly spoiled by getting the ground and realising that they were selling alcohol for a long which but not really, I think, <laughs> after two days on it, mate, we were drunk enough. But yeah. uh, but I mean, look, looking at the the season, the 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 the, the last uh, batch of fixtures, it sort of tailed off a little bit because we uh, we lost three in a row. We lost at Everton, unlucky right. on uh, the Good Friday. I think that was the one where Thomas Gravison put studs in on Oliver Bernard. Yes, and that was winning the penalty from it. Yeah. yeah. And then um, it, we mentioned Woodgate before, but Christ, it getting beat six two at home to Man United, Paul scores hat trick, absolutely took the mic off. And it's it's weird as well because that G- Jermaine Gina score, what gave us the lead, it was fantastic, wasn't it? Brilliant goal, one of the best goals I've seen at Stadiums, but it's probably forgotten about because of the result. Yeah, you know, which isn't 
which isn't, you know, a shock to be honest. But and then I think the most disappointing one was when we went down to Fulham, Fulham. Um, and we got beat two one. Lee Clark, who had a habit of scoring. Clark, against yeah, him. he scored the winner, didn't he? Uh, didn't and, celebrate and, though, which which I'm I'm always a fan of. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, three defeats, title aspirations over, and then we, uh, I think, we, the season. It, it tailed out a little bit, but we did have the uh, the joy of another another derby over, over the Mackhams, yeah. If if I remember right, that that is the first. It, it goes down a little bit in true faith history that game because that's the the first time I can re- ever remember that. Uh, let's all laugh at Sunderland signs. I think you. I think you're spot on. You know, we we had a chat about this a couple of weeks ago um, in the in the true faith chat group. And it was brought up, and in, in, in Michael Martin just tells us, yeah, it was definitely that one. Um, that's when it went, save chimp and stuff like that. It was yeah. absolutely, absolutely, absolutely brilliant, you know, when you think back at stuff like that. And, and again, though, we, we touched on this, some of them were awful, um, and we were head and shoulders above them, but we only scraped a 1 0 victory. And I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think Kevin Kyle might have had a goal ruled out in the injury time for them. Yeah, he did. He had a goal, goal disallowed for a, a, a foul on. Uh... By Flo, so Flo right. fouled, fouled, fouled the keeper, and uh, Kyle Kyle scored um, with it. But I, I can just remember for for them, David Bellion, he was he was absolutely outstanding for them um, in in that game, um, and he he just run us ragged, and it, it literally it was the best the Mackhams had, had, had played all season in that game. But um, and again, we mentioned it in the home game, but uh, Shearer again was was wearing. A, a giant bandage on his head again in this game as well. Right, right. So, um, and he, and he, but he didn't actually didn't finish the game. He went off injured with a with his he done his ankle. So I think that was the last we seen of him. That that season was in the the Sunderland game. I was going to say more because if Nobby took the penalty, then Shearer must have been off. Yeah, in fact, he did. He did. He'd, right. he'd, he'd yeah, been yeah, injured yeah. Um, and and went off and then missed the the rest of the the season. Which, which, to be fair, would beat uh, Birmingham one 0 I think that was a Viana free kick, wasn't it? The Gallagher end, if I'm not mistaken. It was, yeah, lovely uh, free kick. Um, it was, yeah. it was the debut of uh, of a new kit for the the following season, which was the the black, white, and blue um, uh, Northern Rock one. It would have been, wouldn't it? Right. You, well, obviously, you 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 do podcasts on Stip Smith, so you'll know a lot more than me about <laughs> that. Yeah. But yeah, and then, and then um, Bobby rested a lot of players. Two two draw. I think West Brom may have already been relegated, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think they would have been. They they were awful that that season. So so you know we, we finished third. Um, we qualified for the the preliminary stages for the the Champions League. Um, again again yeah. Which we'll we'll not go into because obviously it ended in a little bit of disaster, but not to worry. How how does this season compare with um, your time supporting Newcastle, Mark? It, 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 you know, for me, I, I've got to admit, the most joyous time supporting Newcastle was ninety two, probably ninety five, ninety six under Kevin Keegan. Yeah, I think yeah. I was I was at that age where football was my life. Um, if I wasn't playing it, I was watching Newcastle. You know, watching anything I could on TV, reading anything I could. Um, you know, it was my absolute life. I think at this age, um, as enjoyable as it was, and the experiences of Champions League and things like that, I, it's weird because I don't feel that fondly about it as much as that period under Kevin Keegan. What, what's your thoughts on that, Mark? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. Like the, like when anybody asks you, like kind of around your, uh, like your favourite managers and stuff like that, like it, 
it is a hard decision between yeah. Keegan and, and Robson um, for for different reasons. But I always I, I go back to those those times where um, we, we we did you know almost almost do it under, under Keegan so many many times and all being in the, these you know between two thousand and one and three we we were there thereabouts with with Bobby. But yeah, I, I think had it not have been for the fact of of how good. Arsenal were at the time, and uh, and and you know Man United as as they were in the nineties, and and then I think we probably would have had a more of a chance to have done it in in the early two thousands than than the nineties, um, yeah. just because we were we had we had a real solid strength to the team in the older players that we had, and then we we were brought through the the younger players that you know as we talked like. Janus was absolutely fantastic that season. He went on, he went on and won the, uh, the the PFA Young Player of the Year. He won the Northeast Player of the Year that season. Um, Bellamy was was outstanding with the goals that he scored. Shira, like I, I mentioned earlier, on seemed to get a penalty every every other game. Um, and he went into the the Premier League. Um, was voted Player of the Decade that that season as as well. Right. So everything yeah. just just kind of 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 really clicked for us, but. I think because we'd been starved of of success for so long up until the the nineties, and you know, as I say, we're we're, we're of, the, of the same age. It just kind of being it in, in the last years of school, and then kind yeah. of while while this was all happening and stuff, it was just it was just incredible. Like the the nineties, and I, I, Blackburn again for, for me, that's where it went wrong. Um, in, <laughs> in that season where we we could have won won the league, we, we went to Blackburn and we lost again. Um, yeah. And and that's where it then fell apart from from there. Um, and then obviously we had Liverpool after after that, where where we had the famous the famous Keegan moment of uh, yeah, I would love it. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, as we say, it, fantastic season overall. Um, you know, w- within the last couple of weeks, uh, well, last two months of the season, should we say, we had an outside chance of winning the, the, the championship. We uh, were still in the Champions League. So think about it more positively. You know that was a good time to good time to be supporting Newcastle, wasn't it, Mark? It really Absolutely. Was. If if it wasn't for that that run that we had in the April of of Everton, Manu, and Fulham, and, yeah. and and perhaps even the start of the season where where we didn't get off to the the the, the best of starts, it it could have been a massive massive you know season for us. And and it, and it is because of the the memories that we've got and and how how well we'd we'd done, but. It's you know like like Newcastle do we just we just seem to fall short. Absolutely, good a good place to leave it, Mark. Um, really appreciate your time. We've, we've, we've no, I've enjoyed it. Really enjoyed the trip down memory lane. Well, it's always good, mate, and uh, we will get you back on again, Mark, because um, you know your not your knowledge is putting me to shame. Be fair, Mark, to be honest with you, but uh, but really appreciate it, Mark. Good luck with the uh, the lads and the uh, Gallagher shots. Thank you. Always- it's always a pleasure to catch up with you and uh, we'll do it again sometime Mark so thanks again Brilliant. No, thank you Mark it's been an absolute pleasure enjoyed every minute thanks very much whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top notch performance that's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. 
Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.